I then went over to then went on to fly the Falcon 15, which is a three-engine turbine, beautiful aircraft jet. And um, that's when I started flying President Mandela until he stopped flying um, before he passed on. Really? So, uh, yeah, so I flew so the Falcon. You were his, his pilot then? Yeah, I was one of his pilots, yeah. Today I'm talking to Captain Annabelle Lundla about her career in aviation and the wonderful opportunity she had to be one of the pilots of Nelson Mandela. Good morning, Annabelle. It's so great to meet you here on Zoom. Hi, Petra. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Tell me, where are you based in South Africa? Um, I'm, I'm based in um, Centurion. I live in Centurion, but I work out of um, uh, Oatambo. Okay. Yeah. So you're, yeah. a, you're, a, um, you're in aviation and you're a, fl a flight captain. Yes, I am. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> wow. Yes, I am. <laughs> but what an amazing um, career you must have. Where did it start? Where did your love for aviation start? At a, was it already at a young age? At a very young age, at a very young age, I think I've told this story so many times, but you know what, I, I always enjoy repeating it because it brings back so many memories. Mm -hmm. um, I, I remember I had gone to the airport with my dad and I was looking at, um, my mom was flying to Europe and I was looking at the, the KLM um, airplane. It was huge. And the flight attendants came out and I was saying to my dad, sorry, I was actually saying to my mom, I was saying to her, like, you know, what? what do these women do? Because they look so smart in their blue uniforms and their hats. And, mm -hmm. and my mom said, no, well, you know, they are there for the safety of the airplane and then they serve us food on, on, the, on board. And, and I said, oh, okay. And then I saw these two men behind the women. And I said, you know, but their uniform is different, you know? So she has to explain now to a seven-year-old, their uniform is different. So what do they do? And she says, no, those are the guys that actually fly that airplane. I said, but how do they fly that airplane? She says, I don't know, but it's not for women. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she says, no, no, it's not for women. It's not, it's not your kind of thing. So yeah. then I said, well, I want to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. She said, no, 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 not your kind of thing. So ever since, you know, I've, I've always, I stood outside my house as a kid and I'd look at this airplane and I'd think, how does it stay in the air? But, you know, at that time we had encyclopedias. I didn't have the luxury of the internet, you know, where you can go and Google. I'm not that yeah. old, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I would read some stuff in the encyclopedia um, and it would speak about Amelia uh, Earhart, it would speak about, but, you know, I didn't really understand the concept of aviation. And so when um, the Air Force then came to my school and was... Um, uh, and said that, listen, you know, we are looking for 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 women of color and we're looking for for pilots. Mm. I remember it was a lady called Ria Botma, and we're still friends up to today, 24 years really? later. Yep, oh Major Ria Botma. And uh, Ria said to me, listen, you know what, I'm going to take you as a mentor and I'm going to show you how the Air Force works because she'd already been in the Air Force for 20 something years. And she's like, you know what, you'd be a good candidate for this program. You're doing math, you're doing science, your grades are good. Um, your parents just don't have money for you to go to the Air Force, uh, sorry, for you to fly commercially. Um, and so I did the psychometrics. I did, you know, it's um, tedious, the, the testing in the military, because they test for, if you are colorblind, they test for your arm, your length from your, from your um, elbow to your wrist, because really? some... 
They do because some people go into fighter uh, flying into the fighter jets and you have to have the correct arm length. <laughs> so because they test and for every, yeah. um, they test for, uh, they put you in the decompression chamber to make sure that your ears will be able to withstand climbing um, at a rapid rate to 35,000 feet. So they test all of those things. And, uh, and I was successful. And then I started my pilot's course in, uh, in 1990, I'm sorry, 1999, 1999, really? 1999. Yeah. I started that's on the not, third that, January. That's not so long ago. And, um, but in, in, when you heard now military and, uh, was, was this something that, or, or did you just think of the flying part of it? I just thought of the flying. I didn't really mm. understand what, because I was still young. I was, I was yeah. young. <laughs> I was yeah. young. And I didn't really understand what it entailed. I knew I'd watched movies and I knew that the military was all about discipline, but I didn't know how much it entailed. Um, but I knew that I just wanted to fly. And so okay. if it meant that I had to do it through the military, then I had to do it through the military because my parents financially weren't able to give me that, the career that I wanted. Hmm. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. So, okay, so you you entered the the military then, and uh, did you have to do military training, sort of? Oh yes. Uh, oh really? Oh yes. Yeah. So the so the instructors first start by telling you everything must be on your left hand because you have to salute with your right hand, okay. and so you're carrying a duffel bag, you're carrying an ironing board, an iron. And that is your introduction to the military. And then you're taught how to brass or buckles and iron your bed with starch and mm. polish the floor that you can see the strand of hair and the shadow of your polished floor. Um, you know, you you taught so many things. And you know what? When I look back in hindsight, that was just all about discipline. You, you know, at the time you think that they're messing you around, but it's actually just discipline. Mm. And I'm so glad and grateful that I went to the military because it, it they teach you a different type of flying that I have never um ever seen in my life really? never precision mm. yeah precision mm. I just I wanted to ask you now if this this uh extreme because you must have been a bit also um sort of down at times you know this this yeah. very harsh thing that before you can start flying off, before you get to that point where you can, so um, so you think it definitely helped, or these these aspects of it that you can definitely think was was to your advantage. Oh yeah, and I and you know I mean when I did basic military training, I was on course with the most amazing people, and I think that is the that is what the military is about is the camaraderie of the people that you meet on your course because. You know, if one, if you're taught in the military that if one person is down, you carry him mm. or her. And so the people that I was on course with in 1999, I'm still friends with them really? up till today. It's Amazing. 24 years later. We're still really? friends. Mm. Still have a WhatsApp group. They still bunch of crazy guys. But um, those are the same people that I still chat to today. And I think... Um, apart from the discipline, apart from the precision flying, it, it is an experience that you will remember for the rest of your life. Mm. Yeah, because our training was done in Langaban. So, so finally, after basic military training, you do officers forming where, because an officer, uh, to fly in the military, you have to be an officer. And okay. so you do officers forming where they teach you etiquette and they teach you all, all the, you know, the, the, 
characteristics of an officer. And then after you've done officer's course, which is about three months, then you go to Langaban to start your flying training. Um, and you go through all the different phases. So you go from basic in instrument flying, basic general flying, and then you go to the advanced phases, formation flying, you know, like the silver falcons. Um, but wow. just a lot less mm -hmm. than that, because that's like absolute precision flying as a basic uh, trainer on a basic trainer. So, so you, you learn... But you you had to do all this now. How many months of just military training did you have to do before you could start flying? So remember, you're still doing military training, the basic military training. You're still ironing your you're still cleaning your room. I am um, not necessarily ironing your bed in Langaban, but you have inspection every single day really? at mm -hmm. five o'clock in the morning. So the wow. training, the big the, the soldier part of it does not stop. It's just that now you have an addition because you're an officer. You have an addition now because you are flying. So you you can't just slip up because you did that on basic military training six months ago. It still continues up until you become a pilot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is, so, and and then um, this the actual training the the part where you start flying. How long does it take you to uh, to get the? Because you have to get first a uh, uh, license does it work the same in the military you have oh, to get no. A, no, no the military is different so um the military we you have to you you become a, a a pilot after 200 hours of flying so 20 hours you do your solo training and then you start going into the basic general flying which is aerobatics and then you go into the basic instrument flying which is what they call qdms qdrs so you are flying in a hood and they want you to be able to fly the aircraft simulated um, in the case of bad weather. Okay. And then after you finish the basic phase, then you go into the advanced GS flying, where you do like the vertical figure eights, the advanced I flying, where you start learning to fly an um, instrument uh, landing system. So it's like an ILS. Um, and then after that, you start formation flying and you start the navigation phase. So the navigation phase, you have a map. And you basically um, put out your fuel, your time, heading and time. And you basically have to find spots on your map in the required time. And after that, then you um, basically start preparing for your, your, they call it the wings phase, where you get your, um, where you prepare to do your final pass out test. And then they give you the Air Force wings. But it's it's quite a lot. It's quite a yeah. lot. But mm. and, and you you have to be in in this group always together. Yes. So because you yes. say formation flying and so on, so it's really precision flying that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you look at the likes of the Silver Falcons, um, those those guys are all in Langaban, and those are the trainers that we also fly on. And the, some of the instructors we had were Silver Falcon pilots. So you can imagine the the sort of precision yeah. flying next to another aircraft, up and down, and and aerobatics, yeah. But now, mm. Annabelle, I have to ask you this: You're a girl. How was that between all the men? There must have been a lot of men, and and the competition. And you know, how did they treat you? Well, we were we. I was. It was myself and another lady on course, and um, we were so proud of the group. We really? were so proud of the group. We actually even forgot <laughs> that we were really? the only two girls on board. Yeah. Because, well, you know what? It was not even really a factor. You had to kind of get over it because, you yeah. know, uh, you had the stark reminder of this is the course that you've got to finish. 
And, you know, we all got punished. We got punished. We had to run around in our slippers. Sometimes if one of our, our members, you know, got out of hand, the instructor would sort them out, but they would sort all of us out because you have to watch your, your teammate. Um, and we just did what we had to. We, we were no, a group. Yeah, there was no um, sort of special treatment because you are a woman. No. Really? No. no. Well, that's great. No. no. The only special treatment was that we had a ladies' mess, which is, of course, part of the military. And every military you go yeah. to, there's a ladies' um, living quarter. So we ne- we didn't live with the men. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other treatment was we had our own toilets. Oh, okay. And that, yeah. <laughs> when that was it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, okay, so I just had to get that uh, because I, it's because it's, Always, like your mum said, you know, it's almost perceived as a man's world. So, um, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. It's, it, um, you know, at the time, wasn't even it wasn't even a big deal for me as a woman. In a sense, it wasn't anything that was out of place for me because I didn't know any better. Okay, it was yeah. just that I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and I was going to put every effort into getting it done, and that was it. Mm. So that was yeah. really um, motivating yourself to to get there. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Annabelle, now, so uh, when you finally got your wings, now, um, what what's the next path? What was the next part for you then? So then the course mates were basically told which um, line they were going to go into. So I was told I was going into transport. The others were going into helicopters, and the others were going into the fighter line. And so I went into transport and I was at 41 Squadron at Vartekloof Air Force Base. I was there for about two years and I flew the caravans, which is single engine turbine. And then I flew, um, no, I flew caravans. And then I was told that I was going to go to instructor's course um, in, in, in America. So I then uh, prepared for my instructor's course. I went to instructor's course in Texas. And it was so interesting because the first three months of the course, I had to learn to speak English according to uh, the American English. Really? <laughs> learned three months of English, uh, adjectives and nouns. And really? Adverbs. Oh, yeah, my because goodness. I, I, I know, uh, I've, I've heard many times that, South, um, that Americans can't understand the South African accent. Yes, they can't. Yeah. So we had to learn how to speak American English for three months. And then um, we went over to Randolph Air Force Base. So I was with two other majors. I was a lieutenant at the time. And uh, we went to Randolph Air Force Base where we flew our instructor's uh, training on um, a T-6, which is more or less like a PC-9. And that was um, for about nine months. Okay. And then we came back, came back to, to, well, I came back to Longabon Mm -hmm. and gave training um, with students at Langaban. And then after that, I then moved back to, to 41 squadron, the squadron I was at before I went to instructor's course. And then I flew the King Air, King Air 200s, which is a twin, twin turbine aircraft. Um, and the King Air 300 for about, a, for I think a year. And then I went over to the presidential squadron where I was for some time before I left the air force. Oh, okay. But now, every time you go to the to the uh, a different airplane or aircraft, do you have to do then retrain then? Oh yeah. Aircraft? Oh okay. yes, definitely, mm. definitely. 
yeah, you have to retrain everything. Mm-hmm. But now uh, tell me about the, the time that you were in America. Why specifically do they, ta- do they send you to America to do the, the training there? So at the time, the Air Force, sorry, at the time, the Air Force had an exchange program. Um, and Yeah, so they had an exchange program and they looked for candidates and they said, you know what, we'd like to send you over to do instructor's course. Mm-hmm. Initially, I was supposed to go to Algeria. Um, mm-hmm. About a week before I was supposed to leave, they then realized, but oh, wait a minute, um, is Annabelle a woman? <laughs> and they're like, uh, we don't have women flying in the Algerian Air Force. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so then I had to swap with someone else. He took my Algerian spot and I took his American spot. I wasn't actually supposed to be in America, but it was the I best. Wow, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't happy, but I was very yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah so. But let, uh, let's go back now to where you, you said you, you flew the presidential. Um, I was what, at the presidential. Oh, so presidential. I, I went to the presidential squadron. So they have different types of airplanes there. I first started off on the citations, which was the smallest um, airplane. Um, I flew the citations for some time. Uh, I became a captain on the airplane and an instructor on the airplane. And then um, I then went over to, then went on to fly the Falcon 50, which is a three engine turbine, beautiful aircraft jet. And um, that's when I started flying President Mandela until he stopped flying um, before he passed on. Really? So, yeah, so I flew so the Falcon were- you were his his pilot then. Yeah, I was one of his pilots. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! What a privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how amazing it must have been for him. Also, he, to think you know to think that you you you've achieved that. Yes, um, I was very very scared the first time I met him. Um, I must say it was what an honor. Hey. Um, it was so awesome meeting him and, you know, we had these conversations and he would say, you know, wow. He said he, f- he first met the first women, uh, uh, black women who flew airplanes in, in Nigeria. And he would have this conversation as to, he would, he wondered why were they going to the front of the airplane? And the president at the time said, well, these women fly us. And he said, what? I can't wait for South Africa to have women of color flying or women period, flying airplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, he would tell me, well, this is what we fought for. This is what mm-hmm. I was in Robben Island for. And I'm so happy to see this. And then how old are you? You 20 something and you're flying an airplane. Oh my goodness, does your mother know? <laughs> 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 and, um, you know, yeah. we'd had, we had the most amazing conversations. I learned so much, so much as to his experience um, in exile, and um, it it was really, really just an honor to fly him. It was really an honor. But but uh, you know, in uh, the whole, if you think of the whole situation in South Africa and, and everything that happened, and you you told me that you were a little girl watching these two men, uh, you know, the pilots. Could, uh, do, do you uh, did you sometimes have to pinch yourself to think? Here you are not not just flying, but flying Nelson Mandela. I mean, yeah. this world figure. This is how amazing. What a blessing. What yeah. a blessing for me in my life because it was just 
grace and prayer to be where I am and having to fly this man that everybody wants. I mean, I, I, I felt after he passed and I said, oh my God, Annabelle, I didn't even ask him for an autograph. Uh, really? I had his books. Yes, because every time I was with him, I was just so engulfed in the conversations I forgot. For five years, I didn't ask him for an autograph. <laughs> I didn't ask him for an autograph. Um, and and after that, I did go on to fly the other heads of state. So I did fly President Mandela, uh, sorry, President Becky and uh, Zuma until I left. And I tell you, it's it, what an honor because I learned so much and I grew up so quickly as to the reality of, of the history of our country. Because you read about it, but, you, you know, I never really, I read about it. And because I grew up in Mafeking, I was not really exposed to a lot of that. So it was amazing to sit and hear from himself what he went through. Yeah, and these were the, the guys that were, um, him and Becky, they were the people that really, they were on the forefront of this, yeah. of this um, yeah. movement yes. and, and, this, and the, the fight yeah. or the... Uh, the, yeah. the um, transition and the the change that happened. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But um, okay, and you also then you uh, you're an instructor, and do you still do, or, or did you now completely change career? You do just do commercial flying now? No. So, well, you know, um, after I left the military in 2010. Um, started at South African Airways and I flew the Boeing 737-800 because in the military, I flew the Boeing 737-700. So that's what the president flies, the BBJ. And so I transitioned to the civilian world, but then COVID happened in 2010, sorry, in 2020. And, you know, nothing was happening and um, nobody was flying around. And um, I went back to the military and I said, well, here I am. I'm an instructor and, you know, don't you want to use me? And they said, well, thank you. Let's start. And so I went back to the military as a reservist. So I'm a military reservist. Um, I'm contracted to the military for a few days a month. And um, I help out if uh, they need help with um, either giving some instruction or, uh, you know, classes or you know whatever then that's that's basically what they will require from us mm -hmm. and then I also do the the civilian flying so as you see the military flying is so different from civilian flying military flying it's the license you get from the military is your license to fly in the military um, and of course in the civilian world you need uh, an airline transport pilot license to mm -hmm. fly yeah so you had to from the military again train to do the yes. The commercial flight. And how long does yeah. that take? That didn't take more than two weeks. Oh, that didn't okay. take two weeks. Okay. Yeah, because I was already I was already rated on the airplane. So it's oh, like for okay. instance driving a Maserati and I changed it from a, a Maserati XL to a Maserati XXL. So oh, okay. you go into the XXL I to go and do it. <laughs> I, <laughs> love, I love your choice of <laughs> I love your choice of car. <laughs> To explain, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't yeah. say from a bucky to a Mercedes. No, a Maserati. <laughs> That's what an airplane is. It's beauty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then, and and now you are with SAA and flying. Um, yes. Mm. Yes. 
Yes, so I'm flying um, commercially on the Airbus 320. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm also um, training with the military um, on the 737 uh, 737-700. Um, and yeah, and that's that's basically it. Mm-hmm. But now, how many women are there now in the say in the military for for flying that that come in yearly to to train? Is there a um, I, lot of I, interest? There is still quite a lot of interest. Um, I don't know okay. uh, to the numbers. The numbers have never always been a lot mm. um, because um, of just the training. So there are a few. I see now on the past uh, Wings Parade that there were two women that got their pilot's license in the military. But I would be lying if I told you the numbers. I'm not sure. Mm. So it's not, a, it's not because I can imagine if because you're talking about this military training, I can imagine that that could be also something that somebody really have to consider oh, yes. uh, a bit oh, yeah. before they do that. Because mm. also the military ba- uh, gives you you bound to the military um, training bond for 15 years. So oh, if you okay. go to the military, you, you're going to have to stay there for, for that mm. time. So some people don't want to, mm. but you know, I think with with when I I think I was the last pilot's course to have an eight year contract, and then the rest had fifteen year contract. So, but um, yeah, yeah, that's I, I've, which was worth it for me, definitely. But now that you are in the uh, in in uh, the commercial flying, mm-hmm. th- can you see really the uh, the benefits that you had as a as a um, you know as a military yeah. pilot? Oh my goodness, yes. And you, what is interesting is that most of the pilots that are in the airline, let's say about 90% come from the military. Really? Um, yes. Mm. And so, oh my goodness, in terms of uh, the type of flying you do in military is, you know, flying into uh, a dirt runway with uh, two bucky lights as the runway lighting. Um, dark hole approaches, clandestine ops. Those are the kind of flying you do in the military because it's all sort of like a simulated uh, war situation. And that teaches you um, more precision in terms of your thinking, in terms of your operation, also when you fly um, commercially. So you just bring all that knowledge from the military into, into the commercial world, which is amazing, which I'm so blessed to have that because some people don't have it. Um, but you know, I'm yeah, I'm so happy. I'm really, yeah. really happy to have had it. But this. it's so interesting that you say that because I spoke to a pilot a while ago, a South African pilot, mm-hmm. and he said mm-hmm. that um, South African pilots have this reputation that they sort of can do the, these things. That, you know, they, they, he said sometimes in in America you would have when when nobody can come in for a landing because of the the short landing space or the snow or whatever um when it's a south african plane coming in you know they say <laughs> spring bucket ready to go <laughs> <laughs> we man. we have it you know we have it. it's just a thing with south african pilots and the best pilots in the world yeah. um i was listening to um 94.7 last year and um, I think it was, um, uh, what's her name? Um, the DJ. She was saying that everywhere South African pilots are admired and we have the mm-hmm. best training. 
And so you have all these companies, you have all these companies coming now into South Africa and basically saying, do you want to come work for us? Mm. Because they know the kind of training that we have. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, oh, um, and, and also I uh, spoke to a pilot just the other day um, and he said, he, he actually mentioned that he flies with a, his partner in, in, in uh, their company is a woman. And he said that women are such good pilots, make such good pilots. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, that you, you think you assumed it would only be men who, who, who have these skills, but apparently women, I know now, uh, I've heard before women are good at fishing, but now I know women are good at flying as well. Women are good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> women are good at everything. I mean, if we are trained well and we taught well and you show us exactly mm-hmm. what to do, we, we just like a man. But in in the mm -hmm. cockpit, do you think what what do you think is it that that makes a woman a good pilot? Is is because we are we can be a bit all over the place sometimes, you know. In uh, but do you think it's our intuition in things that that um, I'm saying we can be uh, over the place? But I'm talking about myself. But I'm (laughs) saying that you know, women uh, we we are more intuitive and a little bit more emotional. Do you think? No, not at all. I think maybe I'm 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 not emotional. I think when you when you you have so many years of experience, mm-hmm. you work on facts. Um, okay. So I'm not emotional. Uh, and and I'll talk. I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I deal with certain issues, especially in the flight deck, I'm not emotional about it. I'm. It's it has to be. What does the book say? Um, okay. Even mm-hmm. if you fly somebody that doesn't really like you it's it's not about the emotions it's about getting the job done we have standard operating procedures we have crew resource management and that teaches you how to handle situations and so you can't uh, you can't be emotional about certain things uh, you just have to do your job you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and so yeah. i find that a lot of a lot of the women that i work with um just do their job and mm-hmm. so and, and and you would not believe that there are a lot more emotional men <laughs> than women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's this thing that we have that that you just get on with it, you know, you just yeah. do it. Yeah. You just get on with it. I yeah. no hate, no hate to the men. I'm just yeah, kidding. No, no, no we, love we, love kidding. we we love them. We we love them. <laughs> oh, Annabelle, this is great. But um, yeah, you've got <laughs> such an amazing story, and and I I love this idea where you where you just uh, this where you started, where you uh, saw these two men, and you think yeah. Yeah, your mom says, you know, this yeah. is not your thing, but you you know you defy that when, yeah and you know even growing up my mom would always be like well you've got to be in the kitchen you've got to pre- this is yeah. how you prepare food for your husband and yeah. and I'd be like what makes you think I want to get married and what makes yeah. you think I want to be cooking all my life I'm not interested yeah. in that and then mm-hmm. I'd go into the garden with my dad and then I'd mm-hmm. want to go with I'd want to go for a drive with my dad and I'd like to do the other stuff with mm-hmm. my brothers and my dad and I thought well why can't I do that stuff why is it because Mm. I'm a girl I have to do all these girly things and Mm. so even when I was joining the military I didn't tell my mom I told my dad Mm. and my dad was like okay whatever and my (laughs) mom 
I think I told her a month and a half before I went to the military. And she said, no, you're not going there. They shoot. They're going to kill you. And it's not safe for them. And you're going to, and I said, well, I'm now 18. I'm 18 years old and I made my decision and I'm going. Mm. I'm going. My dad drove me. Yeah. I mean, it's this generation, you know, it's the generation where, it's sort of you you have these you were put in these boxes women were put in boxes and you can do yeah. that and you can go teaching and you can do nursing and and these were the jobs that i mean i grew up in the 60s we had specific things that yeah. you knew this is what you're going to do and um yeah yeah but um but tell me now what would your advice be for a a, a young uh i say a young girl but uh you know a girl that that's mm-hmm has this passion or this love for aviation, what would be the steps that you would recommend she does? Um, You know, the first thing is do maths and science, Um, um, you know, because there's so many other jobs also in aviation that require maths and science if you want to go into the aviation sector. So do maths and science, get good marks, because, you know, you're one of a thousand that is applying for the same position. Um, you always have to be cut above the rest, better than the rest. Um, and so work hard, work hard. Um, fun times and partying will always be there. It's, it's always going to be there. It's never going to be, it's never going to die until you six foot in the grave, right? So whilst you still have the opportunity to, to work hard and you have life in your body to work hard and, and achieve your dreams, you've got to do it. You cannot come up with excuses, especially if you're given the opportunity to. You cannot come up with excuses as to why you didn't make it. So work hard, be better than the rest, be better than the next person um, next to you, and just do your thing. And don't let anybody, anybody ever tell you that you aren't good. Because, you know, for me, I, I'm a Christian. And I believe that God has 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 told me that I'm a, I'm a, an amazing creation and um and I'm protected. And so I feel like, you know, I won't allow anybody to, to dim my shine because that's where God has put me. So I'm, I'm just blessed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. You know, there's a self, self belief and that, that, uh, you know, that, you know, you have a worth and that you yeah. can do what you set out to do. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You are, you are such an inspiration and, and, and such a, <laughs> You know, dreams come true. I mean, absolutely. Look, yeah. this is yeah, this is what I totally believe. Thank you, Petra. Yeah. Thank you. No, Thank great. you so much for reaching out to me. I really, really Yeah, no, I'm so happy that you that I heard your story. It's it's amazing. And and um, you know, I think it's this is the type of thing, this is why I do these interviews, so that that people see, you know, it's and and this is what people don't always or what young children don't always realize it's there's a path and there's a time span and things don't happen in three months yeah. or in a year you know yeah. if, if yes. you look at your career and you think how many you know you're talking about months and years of, yes. of pursuing it and and I what I also ask pilots and and this is what I also would like to know from you is how did you keep motivated? Because there must be times where when you start flying, where the time, you know, it's like repeating, 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 doing the same thing to to get to that level where you where you are good enough. So 
how do you motivate yourself? And still, I mean, there must still be times where you have to motivate yourself. Yeah, well, it's it's then it was it was just it's still a passion. It's um, it's not it's it's not any easier the older you get because I have children now and I'm married and I have children. I'm married to another pilot, and oh, really. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm married to another pilot, a charter pilot. And it's not easy because, you know, I have children, but um, I love flying. I can't imagine sitting in an office. I had to, and no hate, no disrespect to anyone sitting in an office because, you know, that's your trade, right? But because yeah. I love aviation and because I've been exposed to a cockpit, which is my office, um, when I was when I was pregnant with my children, I had to sit in the office for some time before I went on to maternity leave. And I was, yeah. it was absolute torture. And so, yes, because you get into, because it's been 23 years, 24 years of flying. And because my routine is a sign on, I get into, I speak to the cabin crew. um, I fly with an amazing first officer and we have interesting conversations and we speak to, we stick to standard operating procedures. I can't imagine doing anything else. Mm -hmm. So even though there was a downtime, I really regarded that as downtime. It was time to rest. It was time to have time with your family. It was time to catch up on my series. <laughs> yeah. It was time to read. It was time to meditate. It was time to relax, to relax. It was unfortunate people died during COVID and yeah. heartfelt for that, definitely. And my condolences out to those who lost their lives due to COVID. And for the rest of us that were left on earth, we just it was just time to breathe and the passion for flying never left it was just Mm -hmm. it was just that time Uh, Mm -hmm. I I call it a timeout and so Mm -hmm. then the world opened up again and we back in the cockpit and it's go 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 yeah um so yeah and now you said something interesting as well as you you have babies you have children and, yes. and when you were pregnant, uh, could, uh, could you fly up to a certain time? Yes, yes. Okay, I flew so... up until I was 25 weeks. Oh, and, okay. Um, and then after that, I went into the office. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but how do you juggle now with with children? Because you you, <laughs> <laughs> you must be away quite a while. Well, yes, but I also, um, we disciplined because me and my husband were both from the military. So we disciplined and our children, we teach our children discipline. So there's a routine, Mm. Um, whether we hear or not, there's a routine and they've got to stick to the routine. Otherwise they know there's going to be issues. Mm. Um, So it's, it's, you know, I always say to my son and my daughter, you've got to polish your shoes first thing you get home because nobody wants to talk to anybody with dirty shoes. And then you've got to sort out your (laughs) uniform. You've got to sort out your uniform. You've got to clean, wash your lunchbox. Mm. And then you've got to get to the studying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see any outstanding work. You've got to get that all sorted out. Mm-hmm. And then um, if there's anything that needs to be signed, I'll first check it when I get to the hotel or I'll check it when I get back from, from the flight. And if I get back the same day from the flight, I'll sign it off. Or if not, um, my mm-hmm. assistant will sign it off, my helper. She'll mm-hmm. sign it off, but then I'll check what they've done in the hotel. So I want pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want really? like a fitness. Yeah. I want uh, FaceTime, I want to see what they've done. This has to be done. And I'm also part of the 6 million WhatsApp groups, mommy groups. So I know oh, okay. all the homework <laughs> that needs to be done. Amazing. I'm up to, I have a, like a little huge calendar there and I've written all the exams, tests, everything that needs to be done. I, I work on structure. Otherwise oh, I lose okay. my- 
Yeah. Uh, work on structure. <laughs> so you, you've, you've not just got your flight plan, you've got your that, uh, that yeah. plan as well. But yeah. but you, you're saying something so true, and this is the, the basic things, that those things like shining your shoes and doing, because that's what you were taught in the military, and this is, you know, what people don't always understand is that spills into other parts of your life as well. You know, it's those basic basic discipline that um you know that, that helps you achieve definitely definitely please and thank you my children have to greet you have yeah. to wait somebody comes when an adult comes in you have to sit greet you don't just sit yeah. and when adults because i also grew up in a home uh my parents were born in the 40s the the early 40s and when adults are talking you're not in the room um yeah. when adults are talking so those things i try and instill in my children and it's it's for their benefit and the older they get, they will grab what they want from from whatever they're taught. And and I pray that they're amazing humans. Um, but yeah, it's 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 time. It's time with with our children. And I think that is what the time out also helped getting to know our kids, spending time with them. And yeah. um, so what they learned during those years of COVID is what is now helping us now also mm. um, as the world is opening up. Well, Annabelle, I can just imagine you must be when when your child says, you know, it's not possible. You just say, hey, come on, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look what I've done. <laughs> are, do they, are they interested in your aviation at all? Yeah, definitely. Oh, my son, okay. Yeah, my, my son, he wants to be a vet and, an, and, and a pilot. He really? absolutely loves animals. Oh my God, he loves animals, and he wants to be a pilot. My daughter is more of the artistic author. She loves. Okay. She's seven. And she writes books. She likes little little books. Really. Um, Mm. She oh she has such an imaginative mind, and she puts it all in writing. Mm. Um, and she loves drawing, and she loves art, and she loves. So yeah, Amazing. they know what this, they're do. Yeah. So there, yeah. the sciences and the arts come together. That's yes. my. That's my um, whole idea is, is that that we can prove that, you know, science yeah. and, and, and art and yeah. maths all belongs yes. together. Yes, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Mm. <laughs> well, Annabelle, tell me now, um, what are the wishes still for the future? What is the dream still? Oh, Petra, you know, I would love to get involved also in the consulting side of aviation. I would love to, um, you know, I was like, especially, you know, when COVID happened, I was like, well, you know, I've only just flown airplanes. I'd also love to get out of the cockpit, of course, but in aviation and see how the aviation world works. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to step my foot and my toes into that, um, you know, because, you know, you can't fly till you're like 70 years old. 63 is the cutoff age. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd like to do other things in aviation. Mm -hmm. And God willing, yeah, that happens. So, mm -hmm. but of course, flying, because I cannot imagine not flying. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I, I've been to uh, to the Swatkops um, Air Force Base a while mm -hmm. ago. And um, and I see there they have this Air Force Museum and, and they have all these old aircraft there. But what was so amazing for me is that children come on a Saturday and they wash their old planes and they, they clean the, the, the museum. Oh, well. Isn't that oh, well. amazing? Yeah, That's in amazing. South Africa. Yeah. 
Well, you know, the, like, the, 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 yeah, that's at, at Swartkop Air Force. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I remember uh, Colonel Ayer, who used to fly there, that passed away in the accident. Um, mm-hmm. He he was one of the pilots. I think he flew the vampire there at mm-hmm. uh, the Air Force Base Museum. The other thing that I also get, I do get involved with is, as you're talking about the children that wash the aeroplanes, mm-hmm. is we go to we go to schools and we try and speak to children. Like um, the other day we were at St. Stidians and we, then we also go to disadvantaged schools and we speak to children about aviation. Um, it's not something I do too often because of time, mm. um, but um, we do speak to them about aviation, um, the different types of, you know, jobs in aviation. Yeah. So um, and yeah, and getting their grades, getting good grades and working hard and yeah. Because it's like you said, the different jobs in aviation, there's so much, uh, yeah. so much that's involved in, uh, you know, it's not just the plane and the cockpit and the Definitely. passengers, there's so, many, so, so much else involved there. Definitely. But um, thank you so much, Annabelle, for this lovely interview and for um, for telling your story. It's you are just amazing, amazing. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy that that you agreed to do this interview, and um, I really hope that I can meet you one day in person. Yes, for sure. Where are you based, yeah. Petra? I'm in Vienna. Oh my goodness! Okay. My goodness! I thought you were shot left around the corner there in Pretoria East or something. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit further than that yeah oh my word and how's the weather yeah. there i know it's summer right it's amazing it's, it's now it's today um 25 degrees oh so beautiful yeah you see yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well enjoy it yeah enjoy. thank you so much and have a lovely um afternoon thank you thank okay. you you too you too Okay, Annabelle. Bye. Bye, Petra. Bye. 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 Bye.